0: From lunch through to tea, this is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ.
1: Uh, it's time to talk to Warriors and joining us is one of the hosts of this Warriors Life podcast, Fonzie. Welcome and Fonzie, I don't know whether you've heard the news on our news, 25 minutes it took for the stadium to sell out Mount Smart, go media Mount Smart for the Warriors. Big, big game against the Knights. Um, gosh, that excites me.
2: G'day, Staffy. Great to be here, mate. Yeah, it's exciting times. I know we lost on the weekend, but there's still life in us, and great to hear the stadium's going to be chockers.
1: Um, Let's get straight to that game. Actually, no, we won't talk about the night. Let's talk about that Penrith game in the weekend. No one beats Penrith on how they played. They were sublime.
2: Yeah, they were very, very good, especially in that first half. And. We made some errors and, you know, they really just showed up the limitations in our squad, I think, and uh, did a number on us. And yeah, that was that was premiership winning form from Penrith in that first half. Mm. Uh, I think, you know, we've come a long way, staffy when we're sitting here now trying to measure this Warriors team against the defending premiers and what we need to do to, to match them. And there are a few things we do need to do to give ourselves a better shot, but uh Yeah, I don't think there's anything we could have done with the players we had available that would have beaten that Penrith team on the
1: weekend. What were your observations out of that Warriors performance? I know No SJ is a big dent in us, but I've marvelled at Adam Fanua Blake all season. He didn't seem to... I thought he had all of the the wherewithal to match it up with with the big front rowers from Penrith, and he just just wasn't quite there.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's two stories you can tell about this game, Staffy. You know, one is that we made some errors like our uh, new quarter is offside from that early kick and mm-hmm. then Montoya drops a bomb and then Berry drops an offload and those errors led to points And but for those errors we were there and thereabouts and it might have been a different game. That's the sort of the nice story, but I think that's wrong, right? I think the truth is that Pendrith's middles were just going to roll through ours no matter whether or not we made those errors. They were eventually going to get over the top and because of those errors we never got into a long enough grind to really see it but I think the signs were there and I think you bang on I think they went after Adam Finua Blake did a number on him, really slowed him down but also the speed they play through the middle, I just think he was struggling with the pace of the game at times which I don't usually see from him but they're just so fast through the middle those Penra those forwards
1: and the other one that I was looking forward to is seeing how Dylan Walker went at um, in the halves. Uh, he's just a wonderful player. But not only did we lose Sean Johnson, but we lost Dylan Walker as probably the best 14 man <clears throat> in the NRL. It was two losses for me. And I don't know if they'll do that again this weekend.
2: Yeah, you're right. It was two losses. And Webby made a gamble here where... He said, all right, I'm going to get Bailey Sirenin to play that Dylan Walker 13 type role, and I don't think Sirenin could really do that, especially given we weren't winning the prop battle, and so then that meant because he had Sirenin doing that job, he needed to put Lusick on the bench to cover an injury to Egan because Sirenin would otherwise be that cover, and so that meant Sirenin didn't really work doing the Walker role. We carried Lusick to only use him for the last seven, eight minutes when the game was gone, and... I think that kind of compounded the fact that we couldn't hold the middle. So I think Webby would like to to have his go again there. He might um, do his bench differently and maybe play Walker differently.
1: Team will be named later today, Fonzie. Uh, What do you think the makeup will be? Let's just assume Sean's going to be named to start um, and others are all available. What, What do you think it looks like?
2: Well, if Sean's named to start, then a lot of the things just go back to how they were. So Walker goes back into that. 14 year where, as you said, staffy has been fantastic. Um, Temare goes back to the left edge. Sean's on the right. And so then the question um, that Webby's really got is how does he compose his bench? So do we look at the weekend and say, we need to bring a Bunty R4 back, mm-hmm. give us an extra genuine prop forward rolling through the middle? Or does he want to stick with this, let's call it sort of the small ball, the agile kind of middle forward game and, and keep the likes of Ciro there and Jazz. Um, and not worry about Bunty and sort of um, double down on that strategy, which, to be fair, has worked for him for most of the year.
1: Yeah, and the the Knights, Caelan um, Pong has been banged up uh, the last two weeks. Won the AC, and I think his Noggin got a bit of a bit of a heavy hit um, right at the end of that game. He's he's more. I feel like he's more important to the Knights than SJs to the Warriors.
2: Yeah, potentially, and I'm hearing Jackson Hastings there. Um, their number seven is out this week as well so mm. if you've got Hastings out if that's right and Hastings out and then Ponga's a little bit banged up then that does bring them right back a bit um, to where they're going to have less sort of control um, around their overall game and less strike so um, look I, I like Callum Bonger and I thought he, he was fantastic on the weekends but <laughs> I mean if, if, we, if we've got to play without SJ I don't mind if they have to play without
1: him Yeah, um, Mark's just sent in a text which is interesting uh, he says I think the Warriors are suffering from not having top level competition over the last two months and it was sort of my little asterisk going into the playoffs that I think only Canberra were a top 8 side that we'd played in the last 6 or, or 7 games uh, Fair comment?
2: Maybe, Staffy. I reckon something a little bit different. I think that um, all year Webster's been papering over the fact that we're a prop or two short, Mm -hmm. and he's been doing that by getting very long minutes out of Torhu and Fanua Blake, and I wonder if they're just fatiguing over such a long year as we hit the back end. And then also this strategy of using the smaller agile middles, which, like I said, has worked really well, is probably starting to get found out a bit when we come up against the genuinely elite teams and so like webby's a a master coach but he's not a wizard and there's only so much he can do and i think it might just be that that we're we're sort of getting just that found out in that dimension a little bit
1: the unfortunate thing is there's no room to freshen up now is there it's just um we're going to get get some real mental fortitude performances if we're going to go deep
2: Yeah, look, the emotion of being home and the stability of being home and Newcastle travelling will count a lot for that. Um, I think there's definitely another lift in this side and I think it can be this weekend. I think we can win this weekend. But... Beyond that, um, you know, well, let's worry about that after the weekend.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know all the focus is on this weekend, but you've just highlighted something about um, papering over cracks, props, et cetera. My understanding there's one or two roster spots left for next year. Is that where you think Webby and Co will target?
2: Yeah, that's what I'd be looking at. I think that um, this Walker at 13 thing is a, is going to be a lasting thing. Like that's a, a, a sort of innovation he's brought to the way we play that we can keep, but we are just short. Like on the weekend, I was looking at it going, man, if we had Sean and just give us Spencer Lenu, you know, the Kiwi prop they had on the bench who came on and had a fantastic 30 minutes, just give us those two players, maybe we win this game. Mm. I think that's what we need, one of those kind of impact forwards, genuine props off the bench.
1: And just in the other game coming up this weekend, can you see an upset?
2: No. Mm. No, I don't see an upset. Um, I think the the favourites will win both games and uh, we'll have top four back in the prelims
1: (laughs) Away we go again, roll our sleeves up go over to Aussie and do it all again. Fonzie, when's your next uh, pot out or have you just put one out?
2: No, we'll we'll have one out later this week, Staffy. We did an emergency one on Friday after <laughs> you and others broke the SJ news, so we're uh, just, just regrouping and ready to go later this week.
1: All right, this Warriors Life podcast. Go and find it, folks. Fonzie, as always, love chatting to you.
2: Cheers, Staffy. Thanks, mate.
1: Cheers, buddy. Fonzie, it is a wonderful podcast. They get all the inside, of all the passionate fans, but they're also realistic as well. So his prediction is the top four. We'll reunite next week, which I think um, I think Sammy means we. Who do we get?
0: Brizzy at SunCorp. We get Broncos. Very very scary prospect. Um, look, I I am going to throw a, a, a cat amongst the pigeons here. I was going to say a spanner amongst the pigeons, which would probably do the same job. Um, but why not? Not why not. But man, it'd be interesting to see Webby if he threw young Ali Dayatoa just onto even onto the extended bench. Um, for this weekend the man had an absolute blinder for the New South Wales Cup team which coincidentally are, are one step away from a grand final um, Sales oh. playing this weekend after smashing the Raiders in their elimination game he was a freak um, and he is a serious you remember that game he debuted in against the Raiders Jared Croker's 300th and he was defending oh, yes, Jared yes, yes. Croker a big occasion going up against guy playing in his 300th game his NRL debut and he crushed it um, so I, why not throw something like that in the works for this week and um, because, look, there are serious issues with the, with the edge defence, particularly the left edge, which is where Ali Laitoa played. Um, why not give it a crack? Why not give it a crack? At least, like I said, on the interchange, see what happens. Because, you know, as, as much as I think um, Adam Pompey's really excelled in 2023 and had a great year, there, there is something going on with that left edge that is getting exposed by teams over the last five or six games.
1: Now, I know you and Kempe, you analysed the heck out of the rugby league. Apart from Caelan Ponga or maybe guided by Caelan Ponga, where, where's the Knights' two biggest strengths?
0: Outside of Caelan Ponga? Outside. Well, they've got two very, very good wingers in Dominic Young and Greg Marju. Dominic mm. Young, very, very fast, and we don't have a lot of pace apart from... Like, Dallin is quick, but um, yeah, that's going to be hard to stop, Dominic Young, Greg Marju. Um, they've got a they've got a pretty sort of tough forward pack. Um, Tyson Frizzell, um, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, they, they just... They're not Adam they're not gonna be like Adam Fanor Blake in the fact that they're just big and they've got footwork and stuff. They're just toilers and they're nasty and they're mean and you know, they'll put big shots on and they, they just go, go to work. So And they've
1: had ten wins in a row. Correct. They've, got, they've, they've got a lot of confidence. Up, and up for well, guys so like
0: Tyson Frizzell, and that that sort of confidence is what really pumps them up. So yeah. Mm. Tough game. It's Very tough, tough game.
1: game. Running it straight will be tomorrow, um, two till three on SENZ here, Kempi and Sammy will be oh, into it up to their necks. Right, we shall take a break now, we're just at quarter past two, uh, the Bills and the Jets is on, I look up the TV and there are an ad breaks so I can't even tell you the score, which will please Phil from Hastings, who records it um, but we'll talk some NFL after the break, he's a former NFL player, uh, actually no first of all, he's at 2.30, first of all Steve Lancaster, I hope hope he appears he's supposed to be coming into the studio. We'll find out. We'll be talking about the Bunnings Rugby Assist Programme.